0: there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Okay, so we're here talking about brains with two pretty brainy people <laughs> about a brainy device, and um, I'm just going to try to rise my brain up to the task of talking to you about this. First of all, can you tell me about your technology? Just what is it, as simply as possible? Talk to me like I'm in. Talk to me like I'm nine.
1: Okay. Well, I, 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 usually talk like I'm nine, so I think I'll start, uh, and there's not two brainy people. Only Chris is brainy. I'm not that brainy, but basically what we do is, uh, what we do is called Mendy, which comes from the verb to mend. And basically what we've done is we've created an in-home neurofeedback device that teaches you how to control oxygenated blood flow to the prefrontal cortex in response to neural activation. So basically what is done is you are, you're learning to control the executive function of your brain. You're learning to control the PFC better, and that will help you to manage everything from your emotions, your anxiety, your focus, and that overlaps into a lot of other benefits.
0: And Chris, can you sort of take us down a level or a little more granular and tell us? Oh,
1: yeah.
2: what. <laughs> Yeah. Famous last words. Ask the scientist to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. So the same way that you would go to the gym and do curls and you kind of get that pump and it feels like your biceps are getting bigger and you can kind of feel the tension and the fatigue that starts to come after you do a lot of those repetitions. We get those a lot of those repetitions as well, mentally and emotionally, Unfortunately, that's happening between the three pounds of meatloaf in our head. So that doesn't quite have its own proprioception. So it doesn't really know where it is in space and it doesn't exactly know where fatigue kind of sets in. So this extraordinary technology and the piece of technology that we use is called near infrared. um, And that light has a penetrating factor that allows us to look at when the prefrontal cortex starts to get that activity. And there's something called the hemodynamic response. So inside of the brain, when we turn on certain areas, it increases blood flow to provide the oxygen, nutrients, and minerals to make action potentials, which is exactly how your neurons communicate. And what this device allows you to do is not just sync and see, oh my gosh, does this feel like I'm present? It actually gives you that direct response. So this is called associative learning. So you can not only, oh, this feels a little bit different to kind of have this peace and presence and take these deep breaths, but you can also look at analytical data and say, oh, not only is this, but I know it's actually working. So you're building on a couple different platforms of it, and it is one of the most incre- incredible data uh, entry models that you can have, and you can have it in your home now, like back when I was doing lab work. We did, we did not have the capacity to take these things up and bring them home. So the fact that we've come so far and in the interface that they have is truly extraordinary.
0: And can you just explain the actual mechanism? Because it was when I went, you know, I'm looking on social media. It's, yeah, everyone's talking about it and they're wearing the cool thing on their head. But it wasn't until I went and looked that when you're wearing that, you're looking at a glowing ball and it's moving. Can you explain that part for people? Because to me, that was the aha moment where I... I I got what what it was.
1: Right. So basically, and I encourage everybody to go in and download the app because our whole premise is that we want the app in itself, which is free, to have a lot of value. So you'll have experts, people like Dr. Chris and a lot of the top neuroscientists and doctors and you know, he's a behavioral expert and he'll 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 explain what he does and how he helps people. But basically what we want is for you to have a resource where you understand exactly how your brain works and that becomes more and more tailored to each individual obviously. What the device does is it's like Chris said, it starts reading what is happening in your brain in real time. But the premise is that when you're talking about the ball that you're lifting, what you're doing there is you're learning how to focus, how to sustain your focus for an extended period of time. And as you do that, you're strengthening your prefrontal cortex and that in turn will help you sleep better, or that in turn will help you manage your emotions better. That'll help you be able to control your portions better. That'll help you to control things like your, you know, your stress or your anxiety, depression, ADHD. There's a big overlap, pain management, et cetera. That is the basic game but we actually are a company that launches different games so there's going to be a few levels of games and the reason that we have one game that we've been um that we've been slightly modifying over time until now is because we needed enough data to gather enough data from how it impacts people in real life before we start doing things because we're not a game that's just creating stuff things because they're fun everything that we do is science based and everything is done slowly because it's co- it's in collaboration with the science team and the science advisory and and the experts so you're linking the development the game builders it's not just you know bells and whistles it has to have a purpose and okay. maybe um, maybe we can keep going and chris can go into the the more scientific parts or however you want to do it
0: can i just stop and say this is a, i feel a dumb question Although there are no dumb questions. I've been a journalist for so long. I have to ask them. Am I actually moving the ball with my brain? (laughs) And how does that mechanism actually work? If I have an app and I have my brain and I have the device on my head, what is the one, two, three
2: there? So this is, this is not a dumb question. I wish more people asked this question of like, okay, the ball is moving, but like, what does that actually mean? And how am I doing that, right? So one of the first things that gets turned off when we have stress, physical, mental, emotional, social, and I think we can all have that. I know I got a really close friend of mine that looks at me in the mirror every time I brush my teeth that has a lot of those things. That turns off the frontal cortex, And the frontal cortex allows you to basically have willpower and allows you to drive your behaviors based on objective goals. It's also where time is very much calculated. So you can have the same day two days in a row, and one day can be very easy, and the second day can be very hard. And the question we started to ask ourselves in neuroscience is, well, what was the difference? Like, what what was the interpretation? What was the shift? And what we started to see is in one of those models, the prefrontal cortex was on for an extended period of time, and it put that person in a deeper sense of emotional and mental control. They could look at things, they could analyze and say, oh, that is stressful, but I am not that stress, right? So it created a healthy distinction to allow them to let go of things that were not not theirs. And the difference between that and stress running the show is that stress wants you to attach on and it wants you to practice that stress over and over and over again. So when that ball is starting to move, there's a little percentage down in the lower corner that is showing you brain activity. And every time that you're taking that deep breath and that ball begins to rise, you are looking at the association of more blood flow going to your frontal cortex. And the result of that blood flow is the direct correlation of neural activity being turned on. That's that hemodynamic response that we're talking about. So the more brain activity that you have, which is electrical in its nature, right? We're having these diffuse responsibilities go on over and over again. But in order to have those responsibilities work, we have to have blood flow. So we're looking at that blood flow. And every time we increase that, we're looking at more brain activity in the frontal cortex go up. And as brain activity in the frontal cortex goes up, it's putting you back in that driver's seat to have more easy days, to have better conversations, to do the hard thing when the easy thing's available. That's what the frontal cortex is giving you the capacity to do.
0: So the device on your head is measuring with light what's happening in your brain and the device is connected to the app and that is how it's connected whereas everyone thinks you need would need some sort of brain implant to do something like this and mention elon musk and chips and everything this is an external apply to your head and we're there we're good to go
1: yeah it's telling you how what you are doing is affecting the game basically so it's teaching you to control the game with your brain
0: Okay, it's measuring blood flow to our brain. It's harnessing it and use it to, using it to improve it. Am I essentially getting it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and it's real time feedback, which is really cool compared to like the snapshots. So those snapshots also have value. But what if you were having a bad day when you had an fMRI taken and you had more stress? This is training you not only on your bad days, not only on your good days, but it's looking for trends along the way. And in behavioral neuroscience, that's what we want more of is, okay, what do you look like on the good days? What do you look like on the bad days? And what is the string between those two things? And prior to like having devices like Mendy, we were kind of like building associations and hoping that therapy and all of these other modalities were going to help us find that solution. But not only can we have those solutions, but now we can have tangible trainings at home instead of going into a neurologist or a neuroscience lab and having to put on the whole cap that I'm sure people see a lot of. You could do these things at home, which like is just wild.
0: It is just wild. And as a 53 year old woman who is wrapping my head around ADHD. I don't have a, I don't have a diagnosis from a psychiatrist yet, but I think all the signs are there and the online tests. So this seems to me the explosion that I've had, as my hormones have changed in being able to focus. This sounds like this would, for me, help to organize what's going on up here.
2: <laughs> yes, Tremendously. So a portion of your brain um, is called the anterior cingulate, and that has a huge connection to our capacity to focus. And we see with the increase in technology and social media use that the more distractions we have, the less firing and wiring occurs in that focus area. That focused area is a part of the frontal cortex. Right? So we see things like meditation being really effective to go do that. But meditation statistics, people fall off after one or two days. But with neurofeedback, they have associative learning. So not only are they doing the behavior, which is sitting down, but they're also looking and having that aha moment of, oh, I felt a little bit more of myself in that moment. I was able to focus on my breath. And those two things together, along with all the data that they're gathering, that's making behavioral analytic change.
0: Okay. So... Oh, do other, are there other companies? Are you racing against people? Where do you sit in the landscape? Where does many sit there?
1: But well, I, I, I have personally been called a communist and I've been called a lot worse than that because I, I really, I like to say that we don't, I don't see anybody as a competitor. It's no secret that my dream is that, you said a 53 year old woman that's going through these hormonal changes and all that. For me, it's not even about you as a 53 year old woman. It's about all the 53 year old women and a lot of them, can't afford the privileges that you and Chris and I have. So for me, it's the whole thing is we're looking at within a few years, giving these things away for free and somebody's got to pay for them. And that's a lot of me, you know, having conversations behind the scenes, because I believe that this should be as a Costa Rican uh, that did not grow up wealthy. For me, it, it is just absurd that I would find out about this in my 40s. Uh, me as just a normal person that, you know, I've with a high school education that does not have a science background, um, who basically came into Mendy as an investor and literally took this job just because I was a user and I'm so passionate about it, you know, as so, um, but when you talk about competitors, my perspective is that we should collaborate with everybody out there. I don't really see anybody as a competitor, um, Well, I don't think there's a a scarcity in either you get this or you get that. There's no such thing as one pill or one device that fixes everything. So for me, there should be a holistic approach. We should all learn uh, from each other. I believe in transparency. I believe in sharing information. I believe in collaborating because what we really care about is our KPIs, the way that we measure them is in lives improved. It's not really in devices. So it's, um, that's really the perspective. The perspective is, so when you talk about different competitors, I mean, there's companies doing like, like Chris said, like EEG, like things that'll be like, you know, which is just like a brain signal, like through the surface of the scalp, you know, uh, these things are great. They will relax you. They'll make you feel better. The, The type there's a lot of tracking devices, et cetera. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of validity in what they do. There's a lot of importance in what they do. What we do is, is a little bit different in that we literally just teach you how to naturally, and it's an active type of training, learn how to control your brain. Our our biggest competitor, I would argue, would be the treadmill. Um, and even even the treadmill, or you could, you could say the squat rack, because it's physical training, uh, it's absolutely useless if you take the treadmill and you shove it under your bed. Like, so with us, the whole premise is that it's about consistency. It's about training. You don't just buy it and you're fixed. Right. Um, you know, so that's kind of like, uh, yeah. So I, I really, we don't, we don't talk about competitors much just because I really don't believe in the the concept.
0: Okay. And what kind of a commitment, like what, what, if you get this device, what are you looking at? Maybe Chris, you can explain to me how you uh, incorporate it into your life and how long you might, you know, when you might expect to see some sort of changes.
2: So <clears throat> changes are going to be different for everyone. I think we always have that basic premise of going out there. Um, the clearest research that we have right now is that if you do this for like literal physical changes inside of the brain, if you do this for 20 minutes a day for like four to six weeks, then you're going to notice that there is a tangible difference. Right. And that, that was research. I think that was done in 2012. And that was pure meditation. Right. That was just meditation with a device like this. It allows you a deeper and richer insight into what is actually going on. And then you can actually start to see. And I mean, in the first couple sessions of me doing neurofeedback, I was better able to, oh, that's this is what calm feels like, right? And really start to have those two things go back and forth. So like the first couple of times that I did neurofeedback, I think it was like the third time that I started to get my aha moment. I was like, oh, this is what calm feels like. Or like, this is what safety feels like. Um, but it's different for everybody because we all come in with like different responses and different interpretations and all of these different things. So the research on this, um, it's going to continue to bloom, continue to blossom. But having those like correlative points to build behavior and habits and like rituals out of these things. That's what Mendy has is giving you those reminders and you can start off like five minutes a day and you'll start to notice results. Like your days will be easier, you sleep deeper. Like I do it before bed and after bed, like when I wake up in the morning and I notice a huge difference when I do versus when I don't.
1: Yeah, and I I will tell you, for example, like for me, it was almost immediate because I, I, I struggled with a lot of very bad nightmares. Um, it's almost like I heard somebody say that the quote unquote, the more messed up you are, the more you see the benefits or the faster you see the benefits. So I guess I was, I was the perfect, <laughs> the perfect Guinea pig for it. But for me, it's just the, the nightmares went from crippling to almost not there. Uh, and the science actually, there is a way and, 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 and I reach out to a lot of scientists and I, and, you know, and I'll ask like, why is it this way? Why is it that I feel better? Why is it that I sleep better? And, and if, if you look at the the science, it actually does make sense. So, uh, but it is relative, but yeah, we, we recommend doing um, sessions, 10 minute sessions. Um, so 10 minutes a day is, is a reasonable way of, uh, of getting improvements. Uh, yeah.
0: So we're talking about, you know, regular sort of distraction. We're all piled with information and we have developed tons of bad habits. There's so many ways to distract yourself, ADHD. Are there any applications for dementia? We have such a fear of the growing cases of dementia and uh, you know, brain injuries, brain tumors. Are there applications? Could it help people in those situations?
2: So what we are learning about these neurodegenerative disorders is that they have a huge premise in lifestyle in its totality, right? Not only are we you know, ingesting things that we probably shouldn't on a more consistent basis, we're not getting adequate sleep, we're not doing a lot of those different things. And when we really break down like the cause of the cause, a lot of what we're starting to find is that there, in some way, shape or form, has been a deterioration in people's ability to do the hard thing when the easy thing's available, right? Go to bed earlier without the three hours of Netflix or like the extra scoop of ice cream and some of those things. And a lot of that discipline hugely comes from having your frontal cortex still online at the end of the day. So when we start to look at like the compounding effects of lifestyle behavior and changes, whether they're healthy or not healthy for extended periods of time, a huge chunk of that really comes down to your capacity to have goals, focus, and then look at those goals over time, and then have potential critical but helpful feedback in the long term. And not only that, But looking at, okay, let's say that somebody already has some of these challenges and disorders, can they help alleviate some of the symptoms of neurodegenerative issues? And the answer to that is we believe that it can definitely be one of those supporting factors, Right, So when we start to present these uh, devices and look at neurofeedback responses in different clinical settings, we are starting to notice that there is substantial change in how people are able to adapt and shift and change, whether that is with con- concussions and uh, trauma that is either blunt force or neurodegenerative or pathology or, you know, vascular challenges, um, having this as a training tool is going to support the support that's going on, right? One of the common questions that I get asked often is, will this replace therapy? Will neurofeedback replace therapy? And the answer is absolutely not. But it will enhance the effects of everything else that you're doing in your lifestyle. Um, I think Moha will agree with me in saying that there is never a silver bullet to fix everything in life. But there definitely are different pathways that you can take to make the things more effective that you are currently doing. And that's what we're seeing with Mendy.
0: Okay. And who like where where are these being used? You, there's the Middle East connection, there's a the Dubai connection. Just give me a sense of where you're at in terms of growth and where you want to take it and how
1: far you've come. There, there's actually no no middle east connection uh besides me going to buy well that's a, a middle
0: times. east connection.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah a, couple, a couple of times this year. Uh but no actually so so Mendy is is produced in Sweden. Uh so it's produced in uh in Anderstorp which is about three and a half hours from Stockholm and the whole team is based in Stockholm even though I'm in LA because I'm doing um, you know, I'm I'm doing some some stuff out there. I'm like a special ops uh, CEO, uh, and I'm just having meetings about the stuff that we're doing and kind of like building towards that vision of helping a hundred million people. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's normal people. You know, it start we launched on Kickstarter. It was the early adopters, and uh, at first of all, it's the people that are super geeky and super nerdy that are analyzing it and stuff. And we our approach is to just have this open. Uh, open forum where they give us feedback, where we start talking about uh, with them, start plugging in members of the scientific community. We start tailoring it because so we can make changes to the firmware so we can make changes to the hardware from Stockholm. Uh, we can make, you know, we we change uh, the software constantly. It's a living organism, right? So when you get a Mendy, it's not the same thing You know in in july 2023 as it's going to be in december 2023 right even though you have the same device it keeps updating all the time um but yeah it's uh it's going from the early adopters to obviously there's people that have some sort of thing that they're that they're dealing with to average people that just want to be a little bit better and now we're seeing it being used in for example the biggest hospital in Sweden which is the second biggest hospital in Europe where which is called Salgrenska where their uh their emergency staff is using it to pre- to prep and to cope with the you know the struggles that they have and because like chris said you know you you put it on okay now you're ready to perform your job at the best possible um, yeah at the best possible level a lot of athletes are using it um you know people from the UFC, for example, which is like a very high stress thing, you know, they're going into a cage to fight each other, these women and these men. And, um, yeah, it, eventually I believe that better brain health is something that is, should not be exclusive. And it applies to you as a 53 year old woman. It applies to me as a 44 year old man. It applies to Chris as a much younger, more handsome man. Uh, it applies to everybody, right? It, it so it's, uh, yeah, everything from from teenagers with panic attacks to you know people in their seventies that are trying to fight the onslaught of Alzheimer's. Um, it's it's a very broad product that helps everybody.
0: One thing that really impressed me. Oh, there's two things: the price, because I would think something like this, you know, you hear something like this, and I would think I'd check it out. It'd be like twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. So it's three. It's two ninety nine, I believe, for the device. And that the app is free, because everything these days is a monthly membership. How are you, you know, (laughs) I know you're making money selling it. But I almost want to say like, I think you should be charging for it monthly. You don't need my business advice. But I just this is very rare, right? What's what's the driving force behind that?
1: Well, I've heard that before, but I mean, this feeds into the whole me being a communist narrative, which is not true, by the way. But uh, just fun fact, I've never spoken about this, but at first when uh, when the company was going to launch, the the selling price was, I believe, going to be $1,200 or $1,400 per device. And I basically said, no, how much does it cost to make it? This is a, This is the lowest that we can sell it. And there's actually the problem, there's the perception that if it costs a certain amount, you would think it's less effective. But bottom line is just things are overpriced, basically. Just because something costs something doesn't mean that that is the real value. And uh, we've seen that over the past few years with just like people overcharging for drugs, for example, like pharmaceutical products and all that. Like it's a lot of it is absolute bullshit. For me, it's I and, and the narrative is maybe coming from Costa Rica, where it's so prevalent that we have so many uh, single moms for me it's like the single mom with four kids shouldn't be sacrificing something to buy it um and eventually I would want her to not even have to pay for the three hundred dollars um yeah uh, another fun fact is at first one of the 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 things when I came into the company and I'm trying to learn what was going to happen they were they were thinking okay moha wants to sell it this cheaply let's make these packages and we sell four devices per family you know we sell these and then I said no we just We spend a little bit more, we make a super sturdy device and there's one that's on the kitchen table that the whole family can use. Like, so for me, it's not about having more devices. Uh, It's a good business regardless. I don't believe that we need to, you know, I say this all the time and I mean it. I'm like, yeah, you know, a billion dollars is great, but a billion dollars distributed but between a bunch of great people is way better. Like, so it's like, for me, it's just, it's bullshit. How much money do you need? Like, w- what kind of company are you? And what is what is the moral compass that you have? What are you trying to accomplish? So uh, yeah, $299, but do not think that's not a clinical grade, world-class product. Yes. So just, you know, once you have it, just pretend you paid $1,500 because that's probably what we could charge for it.
0: I feel like that is so refreshing to hear. I feel like I just had an ice bath or something. Like, I just feel like I don't hear this kind of thing very often. So, okay, just to wrap up, Chris, you know, just generally, if if someone can't get their hands on this right away, can you just give us, like, your sort of top line for protecting your brain without it? With Just, just with, for people who are getting up in the morning since I got an expert on the line?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So okay. um, I don't mean to, like circle back to this thing and use the the clinical language on this over and over again but truly if you want more information on your brain and this is what i love about mendy so much is that they have information just built into their app with the top neuroscientists on the earth like stanford and harvard experts that can teach you more about your brain so if you guys are super interested in the neuroscience of this like there's like free master classes on there from these guys that are like World class, and how they do that. But the best things that you can do for your brain today, right? And this is like the bottom pyramid of what I recommend for people get better sleep right? We can, we can see the deterioration of all kinds of neurological activity. We see correlations to stress, to dementia, to Alzheimer's, like all of these different things when you're not getting your eight hours. And if you think that you can like rip and tear on six hours, I have in all of the people that I've seen, all of the data I've collected and all of like the sleep experts and neuroscientists, never have I met a single person that can thrive over a expanded period of time on less than like eight hours of sleep. I have not seen it, right? So like, get obsessed with sleep. And there's two things that you need for sleep. When it starts to go dark, make the room cold and then keep the light out, keep the room cold and keep the light out, right? Those two things will help you get way richer sleep when you start to go. And then, you know, the caffeine intake is another huge factor that goes along with that. But the second thing that you can do, which is one of the best things for your brain, get 150 minutes of exercise per week right? As like a baseline threshold. And I'm not saying that you need to go deadlift 450 on the bar, you can start to go for daily walks at 10 to 20 minutes, like the executives that like I support and that like Mendy is like supporting and like helping create like culture around mental health, daily walks are like one of the most important things that you can do. Like the cardiovascular system directly pumps blood into the brain. So if the heart's not ticking super well, the brain's not working really well either. So those two things in and of itself are like absolutely important. And to go along with the exercise conversation, if you are over the age of 35, I highly recommend getting a personal trainer and starting to lift heavy things to keep mineral density high inside of your bones because that is direct correlations to hormones and all of these other different things. And the honest to goodness secret sauce of all of this is doing the hard thing when the easy thing is available, right? So the hard thing is like, got to go to the gym, but it's like, I don't really want to. And then I don't want to come home and like, you know, cook a healthy meal. It's way easier to door dash. Neurofeedback and Mendy makes doing the hard thing when the easy thing's available more practical, more functional for people. So those are the things that I usually recommend as like a baseline for a lot of people. That's
0: brilliant. Okay, Mohawk, can you tell us where people can engage with you?
1: Yeah, so mendy.io is the website. Uh, they can go on uh, the App Store and download Mendy. Obviously you can uh, have access to the app. You won't be able to do the actual training because you obviously need to be able to measure what's happening in your brain because it's a, it's a very specific thing. So you would need a device and you can get that on Mendy.io and um, yeah, you you can find us everywhere. Instagram would be Mendy.io. Um, you should be able to find info about us.
0: Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you talking about it. I I don't buy very many things because I can't, I would be broke if I bought everything I talked to, but I'm really thinking about this one. So I'll get back to you. (laughs) Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.